Welcome to the Dad Code Podcast, where real dads come for real talk and no BS. We are your hosts, Blake Melton, Bradley Newberry, and Matthew Parker. How you doing, guys? Man, great day talking football. Perfect. Boom. Well, let's jump right into it. What are we talking about today, Brad? Boy, we are talking about the NFC East and the AFC East. Thank you for taking time to hit play to see this episode of DDS. We're going to start in the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys. Last year, gentlemen, they went 6-10. and 10. Blake, would you like to start off with your thoughts? Like you said, 6-10 and 10 last year. Dak going down really hurt them. Uh, Dak is supposedly back. You know, I mean, kind of <laughs> day-to-day. He hurts his shoulder in practice. Now he's coming back a little bit. But, hey. The weapons are there. Zeke's still there. C.D. Lamb, you know, still got Amari and Gallup. I mean, they've got the chance to put up some numbers this year. But, I mean, I think the big question is the defensive secondary for them. Um, for me, I'm thinking they're I'm thinking they're a nine-win team this year. All right. Fair enough. What you got, Parker? You know, the things I like about them are their skill positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Blake was mentioning, C.D. Lamb is poised to make a jump into a top ten receiver this year. I think if Dak stays healthy last year, he probably does that last year. Zeke's famous for the whole let him eat motion. Well, he mm-hmm. ate a lot last year. He showed up a little overweight, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, this year in training camp and preseason, he already looks a lot better. Every single year, Zeke's rushing yards have declined since he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. This year, that's going to change. All right. This year, they're going to go up for um, for the Zeke, I believe. Yeah. Um, I do like the pieces on their offense as well, highlighted by the running back, Zeke Elliott. Uh, all three wide receivers had over 800 yards last year. Uh, Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. Um, the return of Dak Prescott um, I think is huge. I mean, wh- wh- what do we see behind Dak this year? What, what's what's the backup there? Who? Oh, my gosh. Uh, we know it's not Dalton anymore, right? I, mean, I, I, I literally have no idea. So the return of Dak is going to be very um, important. He averaged, believe it or not, 392 yards per game last year when he played. Um, I question, is that a good or bad thing for their defense? Kind of like the UT discussion we had. By the way, their backups are Garrett Gilbert and Ben DiNucci. Mm. That's why we didn't know who it DiNucci. was. Because literally, I don't know who that is. So. Okay. Yeah, we saw some of them on the uh, Hall of Fame game, I believe. But yeah, those are some of the things I like, uh, some of the dislikes. I don't like their defense at all. I know that they went heavy yep. in the draft around defense this past uh, draft. Yep. They ranked 28th in points allowed last season at 29.6 points per game. Eight games, they gave up 30 points or more. Defense is bad. I believe they drafted six defensive players in the first 115 picks of the draft this mm-hmm. year. My dislike for this is the coach. Mike McCarthy is not a good coach. I can watch and tell you what they're going to do pre-snap, and if I can, NFL defenses can do the same thing. Last year, any time Dallas brought out three or more receivers, they were 75% pass. Mm -hmm. If there were two or less on the field, 90% run. The point of football is to keep defenses confused. That's why the best people put uh, pre-snap motion, you're running receivers and backs out of the field. For instance, the Ravens did this last year. Pre-snap motion, 36% of the time. The Cowboys did it. 5% 5% of the time. Mike McCarthy, I believe, will hold this stat, hold this team back and will be fired at the end of this year, and I'm with Blake with uh, nine wins. Yep, that's exactly mm. what I'm going with. I think their defense is going to hold them back along with their predictability. Uh, I, 
I feel bad for Mike McCarthy, but then again, you know, it's a meritocracy. The NFL, uh, you know, it, it, it only rewards those who, who produce on the field, and I don't think he's going to be one of those that's going to be very fruitful on the field. I'll say this is amazing. Like we all shared notes. What did I write down for their pret- – Nine and eight. <laughs> I've got nine and eight, and the sad thing is about this division, it may be enough to take it. It may be enough. It could we'll, be. we'll see what our other predictions yeah, well, are. That's the thing is we're not saying they're not going to win the division. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll keep the NFC East yeah. predictions coming. We're going to the Washington football team. Last year they were 7-9, and nine, represented this great division. Parker, do you have any thoughts, initial thoughts? Yeah, I've avoided some low-hanging fruit on that, the Dallas there, I think, but I can't really help it here. Four first-round picks are – the defensive line, four, four of them are first-round picks. The defense is absolutely legit. Mm-hmm. They don't even have to blitz you. They usually only come at you with four people, but when they do send that fifth, they allow the least amount of yards in the league. But it is worth noting, this year's schedule gets much more difficult in the terms of offenses that they face. But I'm going to go ahead and say out on a limb here and say Chase Young is going to be the defensive player of the year. That's how much I like this mm-hmm. defense. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I mean, are we gonna have are we gonna have some Fitz magic this year in the nation's capital? Mm. Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, anytime I see Fitzpatrick on the on the roster, uh, I, it, it's kind of one of those. It, you'll see a little bit of the flash in the pan. Uh, I think they'll probably win eight games or so. Um, I think their defense will keep them in games, but uh, it's kind of a toss-up for me whether or not they're actually going to be able to put some points on the board. Yeah, um, my likes start right away with their defense. Uh, They rank number four in the league in points allowed at 20.6 points per game. Um, You know, they can't help that they find themselves in the NFC East. You know, you take advantage of that, like you were saying with Kentucky. Mm -hmm. You know, you take advantage of – Playing in the SEC East, so well done, Washington football team. They're led by, I believe, too, their defensive ends, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Uh, Some of the things that I don't like about Washington is their offensive consistency. They only had three games where they scored 27 or more points. I don't particularly like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, I think that he may bring uh, stability, though, believe it or not, at quarterback. I mean, when you're going through – all the quarterbacks that they had last year, what, five? Alex Smith was there, maybe the majority of the games. Haskins. Haskins mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. Um, so I, I put him in the do not like situation. Um, it's not a hatred towards Ryan Fitzpatrick. I just think that that speaks more to the team. Didn't really address it. They weren't aggressive in free agency with this. They kind of hung back. Maybe that was the plan all along. I don't know. It just, it just feels like a eh, type of move. When I was looking up uh, dislikes and trying to figure out what I disliked about this team, this is one of the few teams it was difficult for me to actually find something I really disliked. It was more of, I have questions about this team. Yeah, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. Will Fitzpatrick, I like Fitzpatrick, but will he perform? Hmm. Is Antonio Gibson turf toe okay? He's got issues with his feet. They signed Landon Collins at safety. Is that going to work out? I think they're on the right track to do something really special. There's not a huge dislike for me. Again, just surrounded with questions. Yeah, I'm with you. It's not that I don't really, I don't have a lot of dislikes. It's just like, like uh, kind of like Bradley. It's like it's kind of an underwhelming 
uh, move that they made with the quarterback position, and I, I just don't really – I don't really know, kind of like what you're saying. I, I'm just underwhelmed, I guess, is kind of the word I would use. Yeah, I'm going to – I'll start with my prediction. I went 9-8 and eight as well, and I don't know who I like to get that tiebreaker. I don't know if it's Washington or Dallas. So I'll just say 9-8 and eight and leave it like that. I'm okay. gonna, I, I said okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with 10-7, and seven and they're going to win this division. Ooh, they're, okay. I think okay. they could actually win 11, possibly even 12 games. They're going to be the first back-to-back NFC East champion since 2004. Whoa, what's okay. that year? 2004. Holy. I mean, what did they win? What, their record last year, seven wins? Seven and nine last year. With one, Dwayne, one, I think. With Dwayne Haskins. And one leg Alex Smith. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I think uh, Fitzy buys them three or four wins. The mystique of the Fitzy magic. All right, who's next? Mm, all right, we're moving on. Philadelphia Eagles, last year they went 4-11-1. I'll go ahead and start as something that stood out to me that I do like about the Philadelphia Eagles. They're running back, Miles Sanders, 867 yards in limited play last year. 5.3 yards per carry, very healthy in that stat. Six touchdowns, I believe, with the uh, Jalen Hurts and the offensive mindset here. They need to hand the ball off to this gentleman. They need to get this ball in his hands and quick screens. Um, that is one of the very few things that I like about this team. Parker? This is going to be a fun one. Yeah. So uh, I went to look for likes on this, guys. This is one of my, my longer thoughts on teams, but I went to look for likes and I literally literally couldn't find one. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I found one. I, and, I, and the one that you like is one of my dislikes. Okay. So, yeah, tell us more. So, so instead of giving you all a like and a dislike, I've got two really good dislikes. All right. I dug into these numbers. I couldn't find anything. Literally. I, I only think I could find they have a couple of skill players. I mean, Fletcher Cox is good, but he's on the downside of his career. And I'm going to say it. Miles Sanders isn't very good. He's, he struggles to stay healthy. Last year, he ran for 867 yards, but that skewed 27% of those yards came on three carries. He's mm. billed as a pass catcher. So that means he's explosive. <laughs> Or maybe that offensive line is questionable, which we might talk about in the dislikes. Which I do think – I think you're right, though. I think Jalen Hurts, it's gonna, it's, they're going to have to spy him more. So mm-hmm. so Miles Sanders will have the, the, the opportunity open. to get more. But he's billed as a pass catcher. He had 28 receptions last year. And to prove my point further, the Eagles brought on Carrion Johnson, drafted Kenneth Gainwell, re-signed Boston Scott, re-signed Jordan Howard. If the Eagles don't have faith in him, I don't have faith in him. I'm with you. I uh, actually agree with Parker. I do not have anything I like about this team. Mm. I think that uh, the Jalen Hurts, Joe Flacco fiasco at quarterback, I'm just not a big Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts guy in the beginning. So uh, I – if if they're going to go with with Hurts, I think he's got to improve um, his completion percentage. He was 52% completion percentage last year. QB rating was 77.6. I mean, they're not going to win very many games with somebody spinning the ball back there with those numbers. So I, I, I really – I struggle to find something I like. Uh, I think their running back situation, like Matt was saying, I, so what? You know, when you've, got a, when you've got a quarterback that can't pass, you're going to have a running back that's going to have running rushing yards. So that's that doesn't mean much to me in this situation. So – 
Yeah, my dislikes are I put the entire quarterback situation. That includes Jalen Hurts. That includes you, Joe Flacco. I I don't like any of it. I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts will be awful, but I just don't think it looks any good. Well, what, um, what do you always say, Newberry, when you have two quarterbacks? You have none. Thank you. But um, I believe what this means. Maybe I'm saying in Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders, they have two running backs. One of them just can happen to throw the ball to Bullgum every once in a while. Well, so, or, so you're saying that they have no Hertz. quarterback. I'm saying I hate their quarter, the entire quarterback situation. And uh, I'm with you. I'm gonna, I'll go ahead and give my prediction. I'm saying five and twelve. What do you got? Can I give you all my second dislike about this yeah. team? Go for it. It's right with you guys. Jalen Hurts is bad. Mm-hmm. The, the Bears are one of oh, Bears. Sorry, I just gave you the other one. The Bears and the Eagles are the two teams have never thrown for four thousand yards in in one season. I don't care if there's twenty one games this year. They're not going to throw for four thousand yards this season. <laughs> you mentioned it. Hurts fifty two percent last mm-hmm. year. Let me put that in perspective. Dead last. 5% worse than the next guy, Drew Locke. 8% worse than the Sam Darnold Jets. And 10% worse than Dwayne Haskins. Mm. Only six players fumbled more than Hurts did last year. And Hurts played four games. (laughs) Hurts, on average, takes the longest time to throw the ball from any quarterback in the league. He will not be the starting quarterback in 22. And I think Flacco or Mullins is going to get some starts this year. And if I was a betting man, I think there's a more chance of Deshaun Watson taking more snaps for the Eagles this year. Wow. I just don't think Hurts is very good. I think he might be a good fantasy quarterback, but he's not a good real-life quarterback. I also have them at 5-12. And, and guys, they could be 1-5. Four of their first six opponents, yeah. 49ers, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bucks. Ooh, it's, a, it's a tough start right The there. only one would be Dallas, but that's a, ooh, that's brutal, a tough start there. Brutal. Totally agree. I think we've made our point. It's unanimous. They're a five-win team. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, in the NFC East, we have the New York football giants. Blake, you got any thoughts, positive thoughts? About uh, this team? I, again, I mean, look, I, I like Saquon. I think he's a great guy. Um, he was hurt all last year, but he's got to stay healthy. whole team's really got to stay healthy. Daniel Jones, he he has to make some strides this year. If he's going to be able to, if – if this team is going to get over the hump, he's got to be the one to carry him because uh, they're just going to double down on, on Saquon. They're going to stack the box. They're going to make Daniel Jones throw the ball. And uh, right now, he's got to make strides as a professional quarterback. But the question is, can he? Can, can he throw the ball? But they are, The thing I like about this team is they're loaded at skill positions. Mm-hmm. Galladay, Ingram, Shepard, Slayton, Barkley. I mean, if they can get the balls in this guy's hands, they are a good team. Their, their, their defense isn't bad. That was their big thing last year. Their skill position's really good. It's just can they get it to them. Yeah, I really like their defensive line, uh, led by a player that I wish went to the Jags, uh, Leonard Williams, 27 years old out of USC, led the team with 11 and a half sacks last year. Um, moving on to dislikes, I you mentioned the skill players. We know the Saquon coming off of injury. We know about their receivers, but the question remains, can the quarterback get the ball to them so they can make plays? I don't like their entire offense. It was 31st in scoring last year at 17.5 points per game. Only eight games with 17 points. Oh, I'm sorry. Eight games with 17 points or less. Um, I don't have high hopes for Daniel Jones. He could prove us wrong here. He has the division and the schedule to try, 
Do you know why the offense, though, was so bad? Other than Daniel Jones. Oh. It's Jason Garrett. There you go. I'm not calling him Coach Jason Garrett. I know that's what he wants, but Jason Garrett. This guy is the most boring play caller in the NFL. In the first three quarters, Garrett decided to run the ball on first down 57% of the time. Mm. That's 7% more than the NFL average, and he did this on a year when he didn't have Saquon. It's not like he's got one of the best running backs. He had Wayne Gallman he was giving the ball to. This year, they'll have one of the worst offensive lines in the league, and their overall schedule, it's against a top-five run defense. So they're just going to be running into a brick wall. Jason Garrett's gone at the end of this year, and he's they're, they're just terrible. Yep, like you said, they finished second last this past year, 299.6 total yards, 17.5 points per game on offense. Offense has got to get better. I mean, there's, there's really, other than Saquon coming back in the skill positions, that's what you got to hope that is that is that Daniel Jones can actually get the ball to him. Yeah, I predict that they are third in the NFC East at six and eleven. I've got them with seven wins. I've got them with seven wins as well. Gosh, I really have them with seven wins. <laughs> I kind of threw up a little bit when I wrote it down. <laughs> well, that was our take on the NFC East. We'll also uh, jump right into the AFC East. We'll talk about the division winner, the Buffalo Bills. Last year, gentlemen, went thirteen and three. Parker, you got any initial thoughts about? Yeah, what I love, I love uh, Stephon Diggs. The guy is so good. Last year, he led the league in receptions and yards receiving by ten percent. He saw twenty nine point two percent of all his the team's target, but only nineteen percent of those targets he saw in the red zone. I think this year he's going to have a little regression with his yards. They're going to come down, but he had eight touchdowns last year. That's going to come up to ten or eleven. But I love Stephon Diggs, and more importantly, Josh Allen loves Stephon Diggs. No doubt about it. Yeah, um, Bills Mafia. Is this a repeat year? You know, they won, what, they win 13, 13, 13 times? Yep. Yeah. Uh, scored a lot of points, 31.3 points per game. The offense is there. The defense started slow last year, but they started to come on towards the end. Uh, I think that could be the the kind of the linchpin for them this year, but uh, we'll see. I'm I think there's some positive stuff there in Buffalo. Yeah, I definitely like their offensive makeup as well. They were second in the league in scoring um, at 31.3 points per game. You know, they were in the AFC title game. I like it that they had a taste of that. They have a taste of it. Let's them build a goal. You know, not only do we want to get back there, but we want to push through and win that type of game. So I like that they had that success. Um, Jumping into the dislikes, I don't really like – the makeup fully on their defense. I feel like something's missing. I wrote down, uh, who is the leader? No one on this team had over five sacks. No one on this team had three interceptions. Are they doing it by committee and I just don't see it? Or do they truly not have that leader that can make this defense go to another level? Since I can't answer that question. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I wrote down. I don't <laughs> mm-hmm. like it. I don't like it that I can't. Yeah, I don't have anything on defense with them. I have a dislike about it. Not really a dislike, but a pretty big concern. And it's actually with Josh Allen. And and it's 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 because his pass completion percentage from college is one of the greatest measuring sticks when you go to the pros. Usually that doesn't that doesn't change all that much. At Wyoming, Josh Allen threw for fifty six percent. In the NFL, his first year, he threw for just fifty two percent. In his second year, you're like, all right, that's a rookie. Second year, fifty nine percent. Then out of absolutely nowhere last year, he goes bonkers and goes 69%. I'm just saying, as a stats guy, 
There is way too much information out there. This could just be a fluke. I, I really think he's going to regress. I don't think he's going to go 52% Josh Allen, but he's not going to go 69% Josh Allen. I'm thinking like 62% Josh Allen, which is going to cost him games. The question is, can Brian Dayball, who I don't know how they kept as our coordinator there, he should be a coach. He's phenomenal. Can he continue to work with Josh Allen? Because I, I think he might be the key to running that offense. Uh, I would agree. I'm I'm with Brad on this. Uh, the defense, you know, the fact that they started off slow, it kind of makes me tend to believe that maybe there's something wrong as a unit, you know, that something's incomplete there. Um because you would think with having all the right pieces in place that, that a defense would be consistent and they, there wouldn't be this big lag in defense. And, and they would, you know, they came on towards the end, but what does that really mean? So the uncertainty there, that, that's the biggest dislike I have. Yeah. But you got a number for them, a little prediction? Uh, I think they're going to think they're going to win 13 games again this year. Ooh, 13 and 4. Mm-hmm. All right. I got them dropping right back down to 10. And seven, I'm thinking a eleven and six, and good enough to win the AFC East. I think regression, but I don't like not quite like any of the other three teams enough to catch them, but even at eleven wins. Isn't it funny? We all had more questions about the Buffalo Bills than we do about the Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, just don't care enough to have questions. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I guess. True, true. Uh, moving on, the Miami Dolphins last year went 10-6. and six. Um, I'll go ahead and start here. Let me tell you what I like about them. I like their kicker. Jason Sanders, 36 of 39 for field goals. He was a perfect 36 of 36 in extra points. Pro Bowl and first team all pro. Almost automatic from 50 yards and out. Kicker. What do you think? I think it's something good to like. I, I have, I may have that about another team later, but as a Titans fan, it's good to have a kicker. Yes. Yeah. We know we know the importance of that. My, my thing here is is I like Tua. I know people don't. I, I know a lot of people are down on him, but it was just two years ago when it was tanked for Tua chanting everywhere. And people forget last year, he was coming off a major, major injury, and I think they brought him in too fast. Fitzy was playing great. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just really don't understand why they did that. That that offense last year was built for Fitzy, not for Tua. They're two totally different quarterbacks. So when they brought him in, it really set Tua behind. What's Tua good at? Tua's good at the long bomb. He always has been. That's what he was good at Alabama. This year, they brought in Will Fuller, who, when healthy, might be the best deep ball threat in the league. They also went and got Jalen Waddle, who's mm-hmm. super speed fast, right? Like yep. get him the get him the ball. I, I really think Tua it's going to do is do things this year. And if you're watching some training camp, him and Albert Wilson, who's been stuck on the depth chart for a while, people have been talking about have a real connection already for whatever that's worth. Yeah. So I I kind of like and dislike Tua this year. I, I, this is the thing. It's hard to deny how how he came in and kind of settled settled the waters so to speak uh coming in for fitzpatrick uh so for me my biggest like is he he was he seemed to energize the team they seemed to rally behind him i mean would they go seven and three after he came in it's hard to it's hard to really uh argue that so i'm hoping for their sake that they are able to kind of ride the tua train 
uh, kind of keep the momentum going there. I'm not necessarily a huge Tua guy. I have questions that we'll get into on the dislikes here in just a second. But, um, yeah, I, it's hard to deny the, the momentum that he brought to the team. So I'll start the dislikes. Are we going to see too much Tua? Maybe, because guess what I don't like? I don't like their running game. I have written down here, their running game is one of the worst. Actually, statistically, the fourth worst in the NFL at 3.9 yards per carry, made up of Gaskins, Malcolm Brown, others. I just don't like it. I'm a person that likes to run the rock. I like my team to run the ball and play good defense. I'm seeing a problem here, which may lead to Blake seeing too much Tua. What do you think? Well, that's exactly what I'm worried about. I'm worried that, uh, I mean, look, the injury that he sustained coming, you know, going out of college into the NFL, that was, that's a very, very serious injury for an athlete. And the fact that we're probably going to see a lot of his legs and a lot of, uh, a lot of things going on where he's going to have to make some things happen. He's probably going to have a lot of contact. I have a feeling, (laughs) um, I'm worried about that. And I think that, and look, I, I don't ever want anybody to get hurt, but uh, I, I, I really worry about his durability. Kind of like we all got together on this one, but the, the running back situation is bleak. Um, I actually like Miles Gaskin, but the, the guy can catch the ball too. Last year he had 39 receiving yards per game. That puts him at fourth when you rank all the running backs. But it's no secret. Struggles to stay healthy. He's not going to play all 16 games. You mentioned, got Malcolm Brown, Salvin Ahmed behind him. I mean, this team is going to sign – Adrian Peterson? Todd Gurley, maybe? Mm, the ageless one. Wow. Frank Gore? Adrian Peterson. 53-year-old Adrian Peterson. Why Good grief. Frank Gore? He played at the U. I really do think they might bring in Gurley. Oof. Okay. All right. I think he had he averaged that many yards per game because Tua had no other choice. That was the an extension of the running game, yeah. I believe. Yeah. A lot of check downs. Um, I'm going with a fearless prediction of... Nine and eight. I'm going to go with 11 and six. Oh. Mm, I'm with Bradley. I got him winning nine games. Is that this winning year. the division? I don't know. We'll see when we get to the Patriots, won't we? Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> We're discounting this next team. Wow. We're talking about the New York Jets. Ah, I forgot about the Jets. Come oh, on. Who? They were a cool thank you, two and 14. That got the Jags <clears throat> the first pick. Why do I feel like this is going to be a quick. Uh, mm conversation here on this team oh dude, let me tell you let me just go ahead and start then since i i do have something i like as a jacksonville jaguars fan i loved that they showed some of that late season heart and won two straight games against the rams and the browns <laughs> when they had no business playing winning football but thank you jets for showing some heart the jets definitely jetted up last season but what they didn't jet up was the off season. I know it's tough to think about because they've been so bad, but you've got to close your eyes and just imagine a whole new organization. Adam Gase is gone, y'all. They've, they've, they've brought in a completely new people. They brought in Robert Sala. They brought in Matt LaFleur. Uh, LaFleur specialty, play action passes. And guess who was the best play action passer in college football? Zach Wilson. I'm not saying it's going to work, but they at least have a plan. They're not just randomly doing things. They have a new quarterback, new receivers, new running back, new linemen. Everything in this team is new, including the attitude. 
Yeah, I think if you're going to find something to like, you're right. They're, they're all kind of building around a, kind of a, a similar ethos. That you can kind of see the direction they're trying to go with the offense, bringing in Corey Davis um, and Zach Wilson. Uh, but I have concerns with the Jets just jetting up Zach Wilson. Um, is he going to be yet another Jets bust? My answer very shortly. Well, I'm going to start with dislikes then because I don't believe the Jets have set up this quarterback for success, honestly. Um, Corey Davis, questionable. Keelan Cole from the Jacksonville Jaguars, undrafted wide receiver, is their second wide receiver. Jamison Crowder, draft pick Elijah Moore, where does he fit in? I do not like their wide receivers. I don't particularly like the quarterback either. Uh, I, I really don't have anything else. I hate I'll- to say I like Elijah Moore. I think he's going to be their number two guy. Um, Corey Davis, I mean, I don't know. It depends on which one they get. Do they get last year's Corey Davis that knew he was going to play for a contract, or do they get the first three years Corey Davis? Um, my big issue with the, them is there was a cornerback. They don't have a starting caliber cornerback on this team. They have a very good defensive line. Maybe that makes up for it. But, I mean, their, their cornerback situation is abysmal. Yeah, so things I dislike, uh, as Matt was just saying – for those who who are Titans fans and know Corey Davis, you know, you could see that, you know, okay, he's maybe he's your vertical threat. Well, if you're a Titans fan, you know that the biggest thing that's always in question with Corey Davis is effort. And whenever you've got a young quarterback in Zach Wilson who is going to be relying on somebody like Corey Davis to to go get that ball, putting out the effort, fighting for the ball, Mm. Uh, I think that the cast that they have surrounded Zach Wilson with, uh, though I see the direction they're trying to go, I think it's going to fall short. And I think that unfortunately for Zach Wilson, he will be yet another Mm. Jets Jets bust. Jets bust. There we go. Wow. All right. I'm not ready to say bust. I like their coach. Um, I don't have high hopes on their prediction that I'm about to share with you. I predict that they win one more game, but they lose the same amount of games. Three and 14. Wow. I think purely by getting a new coach, they could keep the exact same rosters last year. They'll win two or three more games. That's how much I hate Adam Gates. He's awful. I've got him winning six, six on 11. Yeah. I have to give him a little bit of hope. I'm I'm thinking they're a five win team. Mm, All right. And lastly, the New York Patriots. The New, York, the New York England Patriots. Patriots. Last year they went seven and nine. Maybe I don't know who this team is anymore. You, you know, I'm calling New York, New England Patriots seven and nine. Um, man, so I like, I like their head coach. I got Bill Belichick written down here. Two hundred and eighty and one thirty six overall record. That's good for winning sixty seven percent of your games. Nashville's own Bill Belichick. That's my only like. I love their defense. Uh, in 2019, they were elite. They lost a lot of players from opting out last year. Those players are back. And they added Matt Judon, Kyle Van Noy, and drafted Christian Barmore. If Stephon Gilmore is happy and healthy, they will be a top three defense. That's what I love. Yeah, I think it's defense, defense, defense. That's the only thing I can find that I like about them. Um as far as their offense, 
I, I think that will fall into the dislike category here that we're about to talk about. Would you like their defense if they played in, say, the NFC West? Or is their defense a little overrated from playing the Jets twice a year and the Dolphins twice yeah, a year? Yeah, it's hard to play hypotheticals when, when you play in the, And I love defense. I, I'm not saying they're bad. I just didn't. I think they like are overrated maybe from last year's. Um, but 2019, I mean, they were. I mean, they were good. I mean, like, I, I don't have, I need to look at the numbers, but they were just elite good. I forget the number, but I believe they were the number one defense that year. I'm pretty sure you're right. I mean, I know they played the Jets twice. Um, yeah. You, yeah. Anyone want to open the cap on dislikes? Yeah, but I can do it because it kind of ties in with your like with Bill Belichick. Yeah, I know he's the best coach in the history of the NFL. I don't think anybody could argue that. But my problem is their quarterback situation. Cam Newton's going to start. Cam Newton's going to be bad at some point. Cam Newton's going to get benched, and they're going to put in Mac Jones. These are the most opposite starting and backup quarterbacks yeah. in the league. I would say they would wait till a bye week and put put in Matt Jones so they could get the offense in. I believe the bye week's in week 13. Mm. So maybe they'd do it in week five against a pitiful Houston Texans team. It's just going to be really difficult to change that offense, to change that offensive line, to change the mindset of the team when you switch quarterbacks. Couldn't agree more. Their quarterback situation is very strange, to say the least. Uh, uh you're talking about Cam Newton, who, I mean, for lack of a better term, he's just kind of an athlete that happens to play quarterback. Um, and they're going to have to put Mac Jones in at some point. Like you said, I would call them polar opposites as to kind of what where they are in their, uh, as far as their offensive prowess. Uh, it's going to be too soon, too soon, in my opinion, for Mac Jones to be in there. Um, coming off a season where they scored – less than 410 points uh that's they're gonna they're gonna have to put mac jones they're gonna have a choice but to put mac jones in because uh, at some point bill belichick's got to start earning his money and trying to to uh, make something happen with somebody else yeah i wrote down as my dislike i dislike cam newton i dislike the entire offense cam newton had eight touchdown passes compared to 10 interceptions but it, all of it has to. It had to last year, and it has to filter through him. I mean, right. Cam Newton is, again, an extension of the run. Um, I believe he either just plays so horrible that they have to switch, too much fan pressure to make the switch, or he gets injured. I don't know that anyone's ready to see the Matt Jones experiment, but uh, I just I don't like it. I don't like Cam Newton. I yeah. don't like the offense. And I'll correct myself. They scored 326 points. <laughs> right, right. Sorry. And uh, this is the first time they haven't scored at least 410 points. That's what the stat was I don't, since 2008. I don't like Cam Newton either. I never have, never been a fan of him wearing that Superman shirt under his jersey every game. Makes me crazy. But I will say last year, pre-COVID, he was a top-10 quarterback. And then when he missed two weeks, came back, he was just awful. So if, they, if you get the early Cam Newton, maybe he's good. Maybe. I, I don't know. But just the one argument for him. I mean, you need your quarterback to be the most consistent guy on the field. You need him to be able to put the ball right there every single time. You need to be able to hit the hit your back foot and throw the ball. It needs to be on time, on target. And if that's not the case, then I think teams are in trouble, and I think that's where the okay. Patriots find themselves. Let's give Cam a little break here. Who is he going <laughs> to take that three-step drop and hit on the slant? I don't know. Nikhil, who is it? Nikhil Harry or Jonu. Nelson Aguilar. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> That's right. The Patriots did 
in free agency, both of them, Hunter Henry and Jonu. That's correct. Forgot about that. And it's going to be, you don't reference the Patriots of old with those two tight ends, but it's going to be kind of kind of like that. I know Hunter, Hunter I Henry's hurt a little bit, but Jonu is a beast. Yes, he, he is. is. I'm a huge Jonu fan. Guess who else was a huge Jonu fan? The owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He wanted that. I forgot about the tight ends, man. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good take. I guess that could be a positive for them. It could be, but it depends on how they're used. You know what I mean? Oh, they'll be used often. They're going to use him constantly. Weirdly, (laughs) weirdly, Bill Belichick, anytime the Titans play – um, the Patriots over the years, he like finds a way in press conferences to talk about how much he loves Janu just out of nowhere. Yes. It's, it, it's weird. I, I don't know. I think they're going to use him uh, yeah. all the time. Well, I've got them going uh, third in the AFC East at eight and nine. I also have them third at nine and eight in the Miami Dolphins winning this division. Yeah, I've got them in nine wins as well. Well, that was the AFC East. As we close out this show, we'll show our combined records for the NFC East, the AFC East. Any parting shots for either one of these divisions? I wouldn't say that these are two of the stronger <laughs> uh, divisions, um, but I think that there are some teams that are going to be able to make some noise potentially in the postseason. We'll have to see. Uh, how everything plays out. And uh, I'm sure we'll be sharing our thoughts on that probably a little bit later once we get into these prediction shows a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, my parting shot is NFC East, you're horrible. (laughs) Stay horrible. (laughs) Stay horrible. Stay classy. Stay horrible kind of thing. Anything? Last word? I'm just looking at the Eagles, still wondering how I have them winning five games. I think we're just being nice. There we go. Our bleeding heart there. (laughs) All right. Well, guys, thanks for joining us today. Uh, We invite you to uh, go ahead and hit the like and subscribe button there. Leave a comment for us. Share our videos. Check us out at Twitter, the underscore dad underscore code, as well as on Instagram at the Dad Code Podcast and at Facebook at the Dad Code. Email us with any questions, concerns, comments, any kind of corrections, because I'm sure we screwed some numbers up. I tried to correct myself just now, but I know I probably screwed some other stuff up. <laughs> the Dad Code Podcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned. We're coming at you with the NFC and AFC West Y'all later be, this week. Y'all be well.